Yeah, once again, we're back. This is the voice of J Culture. You are tuned in to the voice of J Culture podcast. And what we're going to do today, man, we're going to start off with just some thoughts that I've been having. You know, I was coming up with um, ideas for this episode of the podcast. And I thought, you know what, we're just going to go over a little bit. We're going to combine it, should I say, combine it with a little bit of the current news that's going on and um, some of my my thoughts uh, regarding certain games and IPs. So we're going to go on first of all with Astral Chain, right? And why I want to talk about this game, I've said many times, I've stated it before, this is one of my favorite games now of all time. Definitely within that genre, that type, that style of game, action game slash action JRPG. You know, every time I mention this game, I, I think I have to always put in there that I was surprised that this game is actually a JRPG. What I was expecting was just a straight up action game with maybe some downtime moments, but no, it is far more in depth than that. There's a lot going on there in terms of the story, the character progression, the leveling up, the stats, all that stuff, the buffs, all that stuff. But that's the technical side of Astral Chain. What I want to talk about is more so the way the game is perceived, you know, social aspects regarding these games and some of the commentary that I've come across online okay and it couples in with sort of nintendo and what i've always cited as this kind of weird skewed way that people regard both nintendo as like a company a publisher developer and you know certain ips like astral chain okay so what i mean by that is astral chain it seems like it is not regarded as a nintendo game as a nintendo ip whole time mind you it is fully this is a game which is co-developed by nintendo platinum games did a lot of the heavy lifting you can see it's got platinum games is you know it's a hallmark platinum games they did a lot of the heavy lifting they did most of the developmental developmental work there we go got it out in the end um but nintendo you know they produced it published it they marketed it and you know they helped with things like their ideas and the direction of the game and what they wanted for the game platinum games are going to take it in a completely other direction but nintendo stepped in and said no this is what we want you should do it like this x y and z and we finished up with what we finished up the, pro- the final product is what it is fantastic game mind you okay and it's this thing whereby what i wanted to talk about today is this thing where almost like games are not regarded as nintendo games unless they are mario or zelda or you know family friendly and have that kind of aesthetic it's almost as though people have a hard time wrapping their head around the fact that something that looks and plays like astral chain with all its themes is not a nintendo game when it was wholly 100 owned by nintendo and it is a nintendo game and it's strange because it's something that only they seem to have to to, to deal with it's almost like or it is like, you know, there's other titles. So if you look at other platforms, for example, if you look at an IP like Ratchet and Clank, that was always regarded as a Sony game, a Sony IP, even though Sony didn't always own that IP. By IP, I mean intellectual property. They didn't always own Ratchet and Clank. They do now because they own Insomniac Games and Insomniac were the ones who developed the Ratchet and Clank games you know and it's it's similar with nintendo they have a bunch of these things they have fire emblem fire emblem is 100 a nintendo 
IP is developed by Intelligent Systems, Koei Tecmo, but it is owned by Nintendo. Um, if you look at, for example, let's take a game like F-Zero GX on the GameCube. Fantastic title. That was developed by Sega. So does that mean that F-Zero GX is a Sega game? No, that's a Nintendo IP. Okay, Star Fox has had multiple developers. They've had Bandai Namco. They've had Platinum Games. Platinum Games did Star Fox Zero. And Bandai Namco did Star Fox Assault. Star Fox, as we all want to know, is... is as Nintendo and IP as you can get. And Star Fox, however, is not more of a Nintendo IP than National Chain. They are both equally 100% Nintendo. So I thought, I'll just comment on that. Just my thoughts. I thought I'll just add that into today's show. I'm not sure why that is. That seems to be a uniquely a Nintendo thing. I think maybe it goes with them being so known for a particular aesthetic, maybe a particular uh, style of game you know, family-friendly game, multiplayer games, possibly, that might be playing into it somewhat, somewhat. And it's weird because the reverse happens over at somewhere like Sony. You've got all these games which are often regarded as Sony IPs and they are not. For example, I remember in my group chat where we talk about games, people love to throw, um, you know, IPs over in Sony's lot. Like, they own them or they produced them or they did, but when they didn't, like... Final Fantasy, for example, the characters like Sethroth, it's like, yeah, that's a Sony IP. It's like, it, it fully 100% is not, you know? Same thing with Persona, for example, it really isn't. Those are not Sony IPs at all. You know, at one point, they may have been exclusive to a particular system for a time, for a time, a number of years. But aside from that, no, that is it. So that's just that. On to the next subject okay and we're going to talk about microsoft and nintendo with a possible further collaboration okay so it looks like something is in the pipeline something is is coming to us by the ways of nintendo and microsoft once again working together to deliver something it looks like it's going to come on the nintendo switch we're not sure what it is okay now these two companies have been working together for basically the entirety of this generation something Something like from somewhere, uh, maybe halfway or so from the previous generation, you know, things like the Minecraft um, Special Edition 3DS. Since that time, we've had things like Ori games come over, Cuphead games come over. Uh, Minecraft, as we know, has been on multiple platforms. It's um, sold phenomenally well across the board, especially on Nintendo systems. Um, and, you know, the, the heads and the management teams of those two various companies have constantly throughout um, across media spoke about their working relationship. Sony, less so, less less so Sony, but definitely um, those two. They've even put it, you know, in some of their marketing materials as far as Minecraft, this whole play together, survive together, that whole advertising campaign um, was like a joint venture between the two. It seems like something else now is coming. Um, we think it might be maybe about autumn, or um, fall, whichever part of the world you live in, whatever you call that time of year. But around that time of year, there might be some type of product um, as fruits of this collaboration between Microsoft and Nintendo. I've noticed when I was thinking about that earlier on today, just as I was thinking on that, I looked on Instagram of all places and I saw that Halo, the Halo account on Instagram has posted a picture of Mario 
and Co. It was Mario, it was Cooper Trooper, it was Donkey Kong, uh, Bowser, fully decked out in Spartan gear <laughs> and fighting the Halo aliens. So I thought that was very interesting that they would randomly go ahead and put that there. Simultaneously or almost around about the same time, you've had Phil Spencer, who is the head of Xbox, um, appearing in a video discussing things as he normally does, giving his, um, his updates on the future of Xbox. And you had in the background a Nintendo Switch. And this is very telling because in a similar way, some time ago, he had in the background of one of his videos, a Xbox Series S that was in the background, but people didn't realize what it was at that time because it wasn't a known quantity at that time. So it turned out that he puts these Easter eggs, these kind of quiet reveals in the background of, of said videos. So now we have the Nintendo Switch um, and tellingly he had a, a something that was related to Death Stranding. And we've got, we've, you know, got news recently that it seems like Hideo Kojima has slipped through the fingers of Sony. It was almost a given a shoe in that he would be tied up by Sony to be making exclusive content. But it seems like he is now Team Xbox. So it sort of coincides with those two things. More on a bit of that later. I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit later about um, some of the things that's going on with, um, with Sony and their diversity and their IPs and so on. So yeah, that seems to be the case with some of this stuff over at Xbox. So yes, it does make for a very, very interesting situation. We will see what comes of it. Will it be um, maybe a some type of service that's going to come over, a bunch of games? There's speculation that it could be, you know, just confirmation. Anything as small as confirmation that the Bethesda games are indeed coming over to the Nintendo Switch. As we know, Microsoft threw a whole bunch of money and um, acquired Bethesda through that ZeniMax deal. Um, People were wondering what is going to become of those games as far as them being put on other platforms, but it could be the case now that um, an announcement is made about that they will be appearing on the Nintendo Switch, or it could be another game, another port, or it could be something as noteworthy as Xbox Game Pass coming to a Nintendo system. So there is a lot of chatter going on with that. We don't know what that would be. We're gonna have to just wait and see and play the game. So on to the next topic then. And it comes in the way again, we're gonna talk about Sony. And it's a problem which I have cited for a long time. And I, th I felt almost like I was alone in thinking this, but it seems that the rest of the world is catching up to um, somewhat of an issue, or let's say it's, an, it's a potential issue, should we say. And that is, there's a question mark now as to whether Sony are killing their IP diversity. What I mean by that is, how many different types of, of, of uh, offerings that can they put on one platform? Okay, the latest report from Jason Schreier, right, it talks about how Days Gone Part 2 was cancelled, okay, in favour of a port of The Last of Us, which was greenlit over that project. So, you have in The Last of Us um, a great game, but it's several platforms old at this point. You know, we're in the PS5 generation, that game came out several generations ago, and you're going to get a, a Last of Us remake, should I say, that's what it was. Um, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, I have no issue with um, The Last of Us, with ports, with remake and so on. I think options are a great thing. But what's happening now is that you've got a whole new different game, right? Which you aren't going to get in favor of a remake of something that you've got several times 
over okay and the issue is that it's, it's, in, it's in line with some of Sony's decision making at the time we talked about Hideo Kojima slipping through their fingers he's the maker of you know um, Death Stranding and he was the, the creative force behind um, Metal Gear's successful years Metal Gear Solid series and he seemed to be going over to Xbox um, Sony have more and more day by day moved away from Japan in almost every conceivable way possible and it has angered and alienated that entire uh, world region as of late um, they seem to be making less and less games that aren't a very specific niche and by that I mean your western style triple A story driven narrative single player third person games with adult themes now that sounded like a, like a, a mouthful right but I'll say it again it's, the, these games seems to be synonymous with Sony. There's nothing wrong with that, but it seems to be that they're focusing on that and doubling down on that at the expense of other styles of game in both genre style and also scope. Okay, I think scope is important because not every game has to be a huge blockbuster with five, six, seven year development cycles that come along and you play them one way in a similar way to maybe the previous four games that you played. Okay, they might be all great, but they are all very very similar that is your your triple a your western triple a story driven narrative single player third person games with adult themes okay if you look a lot of sony's games seem to be following that trend so you've got the last of us you've got uncharted you've got um god of war days gone yada 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 ghost of tsushima you can see that there's very little difference in the style of games they're all single player you know narrative driven sort of games none of them are multiplayer none of them are um i don't know first person games or or uh co-op games or you know what have you they seem to be following a very specific niche and it seems to be killing brand diversity which I, which is what i always cited as a problem if there is a problem over there so that's that that's my thoughts on the matter we wonder how it's going to pan out what's going to happen um is sony going to be continuing to make these decisions which are worrying and troubling people definitely in the east and it seems to be more so in the west their ps5 is continuing to sell really really well but games we need games we're fast approaching six months into this um, console generation and those two uh, two out of the three major home console platforms are really struggling to deliver um new games so we'll see how that pans out only thing left to do now is to tell you what I've been playing recently and that comes in the form of Monster Hunter, right? We had a stream last night, I was on there for nearly eight hours. Monster Hunter, we played Smash Bros um, and a couple other titles, man. We, we had a lot of fun. We had the return of Super Kirby Clash on Sundays with our wartime uh, Super Kirby Consiglier. So we did that and that was a lot of fun. Smash Bros, as I mentioned, is always something that we're going to uh, descend into. We're going to bicker, we're going to ban it, and it just descends into a Smash Bros brawl at some point. So yeah, come and check us out. Pull up on us. It's uh, twitch.tv forward slash J underscore K-U-L-C-H-A. It's a lot of fun, man. So make sure you reach there, man. Okay, so the only thing to do now is to thank you because you could have been anywhere in the world. You chose to rock out with me today, man, and that's very much appreciated. Please promise me you'll look after yourselves and each other. Until the next time, all right? Safe. Big up your chest. Tunnel.